welcome to the Saints of San Francisco podcast, where we dive into faith, career, and fulfillment. I'm your host, Isaac Hong. Today, we have Daniel Kwok, a startup founder and previous VP of Point72 Ventures. Good morning, Saints, and welcome to the first episode of the Saints of San Francisco podcast, where we learn about the lives of extraordinary individuals tackling faith and work in the San Francisco marketplace. So we have Daniel Kwok here today, who graduated with a degree in nuclear science and engineering from MIT, uh, went into investing in finance, um, but I, I don't really know much. Daniel, it's great to have you here. Could you um, digress a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on here, Isaac. Uh, so I am currently a vice president um, in a new fund called Point72 Ventures, focusing solely on AI and machine learning. Uh, my background is a hybrid of machine learning and finance. Before this, I did investment banking for a couple of years at Goldman Sachs um, with the brief stint at McKinsey. And then before that, I dropped out of my PhD um, using machine learning to solve computational physics problem in nuclear engineering. And so um, did that. And then originally, you know, born in Korea and grew up in a small town called Snellville, Georgia. Fantastic. So what brought you to San Francisco and how long have you worked here? Yeah, so I came into MIT to start my PhD in 2013. I realized I didn't like it at all. I wanted to do something more fast-paced, more in industry. <laughs> so I looked into consulting, did that for a summer, and then ultimately landed in banking. And I had an offer to go to Wall Street in New York or San Francisco. Wow. And I was thinking which one of those is more unorthodox and that was going across the country to a state that i've never lived or visited before and so i thought <laughs> that was the thing i wanted to do yeah. awesome and kind of seg segueing from that um you know now a little bit about what you do so in terms of your walk with jesus um when did you meet jesus um and how's your current walk with him currently yeah um so I grew up uh, Christian. Both my parents are, are very devout and involved in the church. So I always grew up knowing that Sunday was sacred. Sure. Right? Never skip church, never skip Bible study. But I guess like I was good at the institutional side of Christianity, following the rules, going to church, doing the right things. But I never had a relationship with Christ until about... Um, into my first year of banking, which was probably three or four years ago. Yeah. Mm. So it was pretty recent. Mm. Could you delve a little deeper on that in terms of actually meeting God and walking with him? Yeah. So I think for me, like I went through the motions and I thought that I, if I go through the motions that I'll see him one day or I'll meet him one day, or I'll feel it. I had that terrible experience where um, everyone else seemed to be in tears, crying out to God, speaking in tongues and having a really, really spiritual moment. And I'd be looking around being like, is everyone here crazy? 
because I'm the maybe I'm the only one here that doesn't feel anything. Felt nothing. I was trying to hear some voice outside of my own the voice of my own head, and for a while I couldn't hear him. I didn't know who he was, why he loved me, if he was really real, and yeah, it was like went through college doing the same motion, work for a little bit, and then basically I was hit with. Uh, investment banking, like, yeah, man, those like hours were were rough, right? And how many hours approximately are we? I mean, a good week would be eighty hours a week. A bad one would be hundred, um, hundred twenty. Oh man! So imagine going home at three a.m., waking up at seven a.m., and going back into the office for an entire week. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, in the middle of all that. I was just not having a life, had no friends, came into this new city hearing so many great things about it, and I knew nobody. And so I was just, one day, came home, um, it was like two in the morning, just went straight to bed without changing my clothes and just broke into tears about if this was the life that I was going to live for the rest of my life. I couldn't, mm. yeah, I couldn't get out of my head. I was panicking. And in that moment, I just felt literally like a weighted blanket on top of me. And I felt the spirit basically whispering to me, like, you are not alone and you are loved. And then I remember just hearing that. And like five minutes later, I was asleep. Wow. So, so you're a man who didn't really believe in uh, aspects of charismatic churches and once you were in banking in your room alone. You actually got to experience God in the flesh and, and more than just a supernatural experience. It was tangible. I mean, what was going on in your mind when, when all of that was happening? I thought I was crazy. I thought I was sleep deprived. <laughs> um, I didn't know what was going on. And so I woke up, went to work, didn't think anything of it. Sure. Until a couple of days later, I was just really like thinking about, okay, what happened that day? Like, why did I feel so at ease like why did i feel so comforted wow and at the same time i was introduced to go to a church called sons and daughters uh-huh. and it was a new church starting up it's only been around for three months or so and it was only like 20 30 people and for some reason although i've been invited to churches before and i've declined because work was always busy on sundays i i made an effort and one like one Sunday started into a series of ten, and then you know I've been going to church pretty religiously like over the last couple of years now. Wow! Yeah, I remember when I first met you at Sons and Daughters, you were wearing uh, boat shoes and uh, uh, a plaid shirt, I believe, J Crew. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy is definitely a finance bro. Yeah. Um, I definitely wear Boston in my, <laughs> in my heart. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So moving on to the next question. Um, in a competitive market like San Francisco, where you're attracting the best and the brightest, the most talented, um, and, and, and everyone's not only talented, but very industrious, hardworking. Uh, how do you feel like you compare to non-Christians? Has faith made it more difficult or more beneficial for you, um, in relation to your career goals and daily life? Yeah. Um, 
Throughout college and first couple of years at Goldman, I actually thought it was a huge disadvantage. I thought, you know, everyone is trying to work as hard as possible, but I have to have one hand behind my back. Sure. And the way I thought about that is Sunday, I have to go to church and spend it with people within there. Um, also, I couldn't reconcile how things like patience and humility um, and understanding and kindness would help me succeed in a really competitive um, cutthroat industry like like finance that I kept hearing about. Mm. And so I struggled with it for a long time, which made me even more unlikely and like unwilling to learn about Christ. Sure. Because I thought, look, if one of these days he hits me and he hits me hard, am I going to be knocked into another track of life where I can't be as professionally successful? Wow. So yeah, I definitely struggled with that for a while. So do you still go through those struggles now? Is it, has it transformed or evolved into something else that's a little bit more complex mm -hmm. or, you know, what's kind of the pulse on yeah. all of that now? Now, I think the biggest transformation was catalyzed by the fact that I realized Christianity for me and what that means is not the institution uh, or the organization of religion, sure. but my relationship directly with Christ. Oh, right? wow. So um, Pastor Mickey has a really good lesson, which was basically like Christianity is a relationship before it's a religion. Mm. What he means by that is, look, your relationship and your getting to know God and Jesus Christ one-on-one -on -one far precedes the rules, the church, the CG, and anything else. Sure, and once sure. that clicked in my head and I really got it, I realized how the lessons and who you become as a Christian actually make you so much better more well-equipped to succeed in the professional world. Wow. Right? Like wow. one of the things that he told me was um, in the one of the first like sermons was, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Nice. And what I realized was, look, I'm not trying to climb the corporate ladder or try to get as many promotions in a 10-year window. Sure. Right. Like that's not my goal. The reason I wanted to do finance, the reason I wanted to do investing is because 10, 20 years from now, I want to invest in great companies and in great founders. And I want to be an expert in something where mm. they come to where people come to me because I've done it for so long and have mastered it. Sure. And that is a stamina game, not a sprint game. Mm. And I think having that community of Christ, having that one on one relationship where he rescues me from the depths of hell and doubts, like those things allow me to go farther than if you were just on your own. Sure. Um, without giving any private or proprietary information, could you, um, I guess, talk a little bit about that in terms of a tangible example in the workplace where you've encountered uh, difficulties uh, regarding your work? Um, and where being Christian and learning these values from um, people like Pastor Binky, who has instilled some of these things, um, have helped you mm -hmm. in terms of just getting through the problem or the obstacle. Yeah. But beyond that, um, thriving as well. Right. 
So when I came into Goldman, I was the worst ranked analyst of my class. <laughs> and that's because I didn't know anything about the working experience, right? I came from like a PhD where I get to nap whenever I want. I get to eat whenever I want. I get sure. to work whenever I want. Sure. Like I used to play uh, Destiny in the mornings and afternoons and then code at night. Like, that was like my life. But that doesn't work in the corporate world where you have to show up, dress well, and be professional. Sure. And so that, and also I knew nothing about finance. I came in from a uh, background in physics and machine learning. Like I knew nothing about finance. I didn't know what EBITDA or what, you know, what like Sheryl Sandberg or like anything. <laughs> like, I knew nothing about tech. Sure. And so I came in with no knowledge of finance, tech, or how to work. And so... The first six months were brutal. Like I would work so hard, rank the lowest. And I think in that moment, having like a track record of being good at things, like I was just broken. I was like, am I good at this? Should I quit now? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because clearly I suck. Yeah. And that was the biggest failure because it's, it's not fun being at the other opposite of a guy on a table who tells you that, Hey, like your, your performance is, like just drastically different and under par. Wow. Right? And wow. I think the thing that rescued me was just knowing that I am loved and the community around church that lifted me and told me how I was worthy Wow. and how like we're knocked down so many times, but Christ loves us not in the fact that we don't fail, yeah, but that we get up. That's good. And we get up in his name and we far surpass anyone's expectations, even ourselves. Mm. So that basically allowed me to dig in and invest more energy when I think my former self would have just quit. Wow. And did that. And then, you know, two years later, like I was one of the top ranked like analysts. You know, I had a bunch of senior partners just all wanting to work with me and speaking praises about me. Sure. And that wasn't just through me. It was that I was able to dig in and commit in the face of failure because I knew that if I failed again, God and the community would be there for me. Mm. So good. Yeah. And so I think one of the edges that you get by just having a strong relationship with Christ and other Christians is that you get up faster and stronger every time you're knocked down mm. and if you're optimizing for a 30 40 year illustrious career you have to be ready to be knocked down mm. many times mm. so i guess having this walk with god and also having the support of the community and understanding um the value add you provide to society is not necessarily how many hours you can put in or how much success you have and how perfect you are uh, helped you um, in terms of being able to rebound back and realizing that your self-worth is beyond just the work product that you produce. And ironically, that has helped you become one of the top analysts at your firm. So um, that's great in terms of the edge that Christianity or having a genuine walk with God and being immersed in fellowship and in a community can provide. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, walking with Christ is very difficult. And it's not just with uh, the Old Testament commandments, but just in general, we're 
held to a different standard. And especially in a city like San Francisco, where everyone's highly intelligent, um, statistically speaking, the more educated you are, the less you are to be a part of the religion, whether mm-hmm. it's Christianity or not. Yeah. Um, so what are some ways for yourself personally um, in your job, as well as in connection with your job in your personal life, has Christianity to you uh, uh, created uh, roadblocks or uh, difficulties in your life? And how have you reconciled with, with that? Yeah. Um, the biggest two ways that it, I still struggle is, one, um, I think when you... I think when you like are really, really analytical or you are used to working really hard, you, you also grow this healthy level of skepticism. Yeah. And so if anyone tells you anything, your first instinct is, look, show me the data, like show me the justification for why this is the case. Sure. And that is sometimes at odds with faith, which is, Hey, you believe. And even though I can't prove it to you, you, you hold tight to that. Sure. And so there are times where like my job in venture is to be skeptical. My job is to meet, you know, a thousand different companies and invest in maybe three of them. Sure. To be that, you have to be constantly skeptical. You have to question everything because you're trying to figure out like which one of these companies will survive and right. be successful. Right. And so sometimes that, that level of skepticism carries into religion where I hear things I hear stories of how Christ has changed people's lives and like the, the person inside of me goes, did that really, like, did that really happen? Sure. Or I listen to a sermon and I go, yeah, but what about these 18 other things that weren't accounted for? Yeah. So I just like, like rip apart, you know, different sermons and like just have a skeptical lens. And so that I struggle with a lot. Mm. And the second thing is, um, just feeling like, I actually do this to myself than anyone else doing it to me is I just feel like sometimes I don't belong in the finance or investing community mm. right? where, you know, on Sundays they have different plans. I get to go out of town and they get to do a bunch of things or for them, like, um, you know, drinking and partying and, and it's like a normal part of their lives. Sure. And for me to connect with them and to join them in those activities um, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, yes. but I just always feel like an outsider. Right. Wow. And it just feels weird because I always have this urge to have spiritual discussions. Sure. I always, you know, want to be like, look, this is how I think about Christ and this is how I'm evolving as a person. Right. But very often people in industry aren't willing to have those conversations or don't even know how to. Yeah. Right. And so oftentimes I feel like I speak a language that no one else speaks. And so it's, it's hard to not feel ostracized. Wow. Like that. So, so I, I know San Francisco, unlike cities like New York, for example, um, in terms of like dress code policy and, and based on the type of clients um, that you have, especially for a professional services firm, um, it's a little bit more lax, but I think one thing that's universal is, you know, what you mentioned of people going out and partying, going to these events and, and, and you'd love to, and then you can, as a Christian, it's not like you're not allowed to, that you're sinning when you go out, but there's a, a different 
standard that we hold ourselves to where it's quite difficult to go out to those settings and feel welcomed. Um, but there's also that aspect of clout. And I think clout is a word that gets tossed around often um, in the white collar industry, industry especially. Um, do you feel like you lack in social clout and, and in terms of uh, navigating through office politics um, uh, in VC as well as when you were working um, in finance? Do you feel like you were um, left out in that sphere where you were held back and you're kind of on the losing end uh, of that uh, narrative, I guess, uh, for being Christian and being being um, uh, not having enough social clout. Yeah, 100%. Having... Yep. So there are times where at Goldman or even during my PhD days where I didn't want to tell people what I did on Sundays. I didn't want to tell people that I was a Christian um, because I think it's like two major things. Like one is I think in the press and media, I think Christians get a really bad rap of being very judgmental and hating on various groups of people and being intolerant. Mm. And so just the way that people look at me differently when I tell them, Hey, like I have this relationship with Christ and I'm walking towards him. Mm. And then the second thing is um, people start, at least what I've seen is people start making excuses for you, right? There'd be things where, Oh, like someone wants to throw a big event and there's going to be alcohol involved. Well, you know, it doesn't make sense to invite Daniel because he's a devout Christian. So of course he doesn't want to be there. And so like, like why bother inviting him? And it's one of these things that people feel more comfortable just excluding you from any of that. And they think that they're doing you a favor. Um, when there are times where like, look, I, you know, still socially drink within measure. I just like, want to enjoy my time, right? Do I make sure that I'm always in control and that I'm honoring Christ in what I do? hundred percent. But that mm. doesn't mean I can't go out there and build a professional network. Right. Um, because like, that's literally what venture capital and investing is. It's, it's right. relationships with founders and other investment people. Right. And so, yeah, it was, um, really hard where if I tell people about my faith, either they make excuses for me or, they see me differently. Sure. And all of those contribute to making it a little bit more difficult to develop that social clout, right? Having a really strong network of, of people in the, in the industry. Wow. So, yeah, I, I think there is a common misconception uh, for Christians and, you know, people fear the un- unknown. And when they fear something that they don't know, they tend to compartmentalize. And I think a good point that you made was, Hey, uh, Daniel's Christian. We know that he's Christian. So we're going to, you know, out of the goodness of our hearts, and I'm sure the good intent is there, um, exclude you. Um, so have you, uh, ever met anyone in your industry, either currently or before, um, where, where you've met fellow Christians? Um, and if not, if you haven't met any Christians, um, in the workplace, what have you done to kind of bridge that gap between um, working and building social clout and going to these events and making sure that your coworkers know that Christianity isn't one people with pitchforks um, saying 
you know, drinking is the, you know, pastime of the devil or something like that, where, mm-hmm. where you're um, letting them know that Christianity isn't one dimensional pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, yeah. So there's a, in the, in the VC community, there's a, there's a couple of people that, I mean, there's, there's tons um, that are religious and especially Christian. Mm. Um, there's a buddy of mine, Jason Kong, um, who's an investor. Uh, there's a friend, Jenny, who's also an venture as well. Um, so we all, it, it's great because we all go through the same problems, right? And we talk about them. And I think it comes down to building trust with everybody in the ecosystem. Sure. And once you've built that trust, um, and the, like they, they see that you're a complex person, that you being Christian, um, makes you different mm-hmm. because it makes you more resilient. It makes you more kind, but it doesn't mean that you should be ostracized. Mm, that's um, good. seeing that, you know, I think there's a spectrum where if I come to a party and I don't drink, they go, Oh, goody two shoes, right? It's mm-hmm. about Christian. If I go to a party and do drink, they're like, Oh, well, you know, he's a nominal Christian, right? He's, yeah. he probably just says it, but he really isn't. Wow. And I think both are unhealthy because again, it paints people into a one dimensional picture. Yeah. Either you're Christian or you're not. Yep. And I think what my friends in the VC community and I have been trying to do more and more is that, Hey, um, if Christianity is a relationship, relationships are multidimensional and complex. Yes. And so seeing me as a Christian, but seeing me as someone that you can confide in, that you can work really well with, these are all things that we, you know, we, I'm, I also have a chip on my shoulder to, to try to, you know, show the world, right? And there's also this one thing that randomly popped up because of your question of like, you know, maybe it's to venture, or maybe it's to people in tech and what they struggle with is, I think, one of my other pastors, Pastor Benjamin, said the highest building in a given city tells you what that city worships, wow. right? In New York, it used to be, you know, about business and finance. Yeah. And here, it's the Salesforce Tower, yeah. right? It's Mark Benioff and the software company that he's created. Mm-hmm. And we think that that's ridiculous, but think about it. Like any time, you know, the Mark Zuckerberg is named or... Mark Benioff or Satya Nadella or Bill Gates, like we automatically treat every interview, every word and every article or like Elon Musk. We think of them as deities, infallible, perfect human beings, and we need to mimic them. Wow. And if you feel like you're listening to the podcasts of Elon Musk or every interview that he does and his AMAs on Reddit and trying to live his life by his footsteps, isn't that the same thing that we're supposed to be doing with Christ mm. walking in his footsteps, how he thinks and how he's built this entire world and empire around him. Mm. And so that is something that I want to leave people to think about is, you know, how do you work in tech and not get sucked into worshiping it, to mm. living and breathing, obsessing about, okay, how can I be the next great founder? How can I be the next, you know, brilliant engineer or entrepreneur or VC? Sure. Right? Those are laudable goals, but you can't let that consume you. Mm. And the risk of that in, in San Francisco is orders of magnitude greater than anywhere else in the world. Wow. And with that, uh, we are at our limit for today. 
Well, thank you, Daniel, for coming on. And I will repeat the question that he's asking everyone who's listening to this podcast of how do you handle work? Do you idolize it and put it on a pedestal as a Christian or do you focus on your faith first, which ironically, in, in the case for Daniel, has paid out in dividends in terms of success in the workplace. So happy Sunday, saints. Um, have a great time at church. If not, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Daewoo, Dole Fruits, Optimum Whey Protein. Hey, Saints. Thanks for tuning in. Catch us next week Saturday for an electrifying interview with one of my favorite brothers in Christ. See you then.